0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. And we hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. You can take your seats as you do that. Uh, say hi to a few people around you. Give them a COVID-approved handshake or high-five or whatever. I never know what people want now these days, but uh, it's going to be a great day. Hey, today is Halloween. Um, yeah, today's Halloween. And uh, if, you, if you weren't aware of that, you've got a few hours to get ready for the kids coming to your door uh, this evening. Uh, my trick-or-treaters walked in. Uh, recently, and if you don't know me, my name is Matt. Uh, I've been married, uh, my wife and I married 17 years, and uh, we have four kids now. We had twins uh, this year, so we never sleep, and we love Jesus and coffee. That's pretty much it. That's about all there is right now in my life, Um, but uh, we we did leave you some candy as well, so we got candy strewn all throughout the thing. If you like candy, if you don't like what you got, try to steal it from your neighbor while they're not looking during service, okay? Uh, Let's talk about fear and faith today. I want to use the analogy of trick-or-treaters because we all know what trick-or-treating is. We're going to have trick-or-treaters at our door tonight. Uh, When you're a kid, Halloween is awesome, right? You get to dress up. Nobody thinks you're weird. It's the only time in the all year long that my mom would let me eat more than two pieces of candy. My mom was a smart mama too. Like one year, I was probably six or seven, and and like for like the last couple years, I've been like, you know, I want to eat a lot of candy, want to eat a lot of candy. And so this one Halloween, she's like, you can eat all the candy you want. And how many of you know you don't have to do that to a child one time, right? And I ate the entire bucket of candy almost, and I threw up. And she's like, she was smart. She let me experience what it was like to eat all my candy, and I never did that again, right? And then I, after that, I, I learned some self-discipline. And, and so, but I, you know, it's super fun, right? It's going to be great. But I want to take the analogy of trick-or-treaters for us this morning, and I want to paint a picture uh, of, of fear, while I cannot take all fear away from your life, if I could do that, I, I would, right? When you're stuck in fear, when you're stuck in anxiety or stress or worry, it is a miserable experience, right? It, it's just a miserable rut to be in. Uh, so I can't take all fear away from you. What I can do are, are give you some tools and some fresh perspectives of how you approach fear in your life. And I would love to take the edge off. I want to take the surprise out a little bit. When I was in college, I used to work at the mail room in the, in the post office, office, and we used to load people's mail in the uh, the little boxes. You know what you I'm talking about, the little college mailboxes you go up? And, and so every year around Halloween time, me and a buddy, uh, when people would open their mailbox to get their mail, we would stick our hand out, and we would go, ah, and people would scream like you would not believe, because they're not expecting a hand, a human hand, to come out at them. And, and, and why would they scream? They were shocked. They were surprised. Uh, there's an element to fear that it always goes for the surprise in our lives, right? And, and it kind of hits us. The anxiety hits us. The worry hits us. It's a surprise. So I want to I take the edge off this morning and give you some biblical perspectives of how uh, to address fear and what to do when fear knocks on your door. So tonight, trigger or going can knock on your door. Fear will knock on everyone's door. If you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, this is point number one. Fear will knock on everyone's door. And that's, that's kind of discouraging, but, but I want that to also be encouraging because the Bible says there's not a temptation that hits you that hasn't hit everybody else and isn't common to all of us. So if you look around this room, guess what? We are all struggling with some kind of fear. Depending on your personality, your upbringing, your circumstances, we all face fear and, in different ways at different times, but we all face fear. You're not alone this morning in your fight with fear. Some of us have fears maybe of never falling in love, or fears of not being appreciated to to what we feel like we really are deserving of, or some of us are afraid we're not going to reach our full potential. We're not going to get the career maybe that we want, or we're afraid of being alone. Uh, Maybe some of us are afraid we don't get enough alone time, right, and we're falling apart at the edges. Uh, Fears of being in the wrong career, fears that our marriage may not work out, fears of rejection. Um, Fear is part of the human experience, isn't it? In fact, Genesis chapter 3, look at this verse with me this morning. Um, This is all the way back to Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 3, at the very beginning of humankind. Adam says, I heard your voice in the garden. This was after Adam and Eve fell, and he said, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Isn't that interesting? There at the very beginning, initial separation from God, Fear enters, and he said, I was afraid, and so I hid myself. There it is right there at the very beginning, and because of sin, guess what? We are all experiencing this thing called fear. It knocks on everyone's door. You're not alone. That's the bad news. What's the, what's the good news in us? Let's look at another scripture, Ephesians 6, 16. I want to build my case off of this one this morning. He's saying, Paul's saying, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You can leave that verse up there for just a moment. He's talking about this wild thing called a shield of faith in which you can extinguish these arrows that are coming at you. Isn't it amazing how the enemy will use fear in our lives? If you've been following Jesus for a few years or more, you know that the enemy loves to use stress, worry, anxiety, and, and fear. And if he can't stop you, he'll just try to drain you with anxiety. And so Paul is saying we, we have this thing called this shield of faith that you can actually lift up when, when arrows are flying at you. Um, when, when, when fear knocks on the door, there's, there's a shield that you can lift up. Let me go back to the trick-or-treat analogy real quick. Um, you're going to have trick-or-treaters knock on your door most likely tonight. Uh, but but you might be chilling on your couch watching a movie. Maybe you don't want to get up and give them candy. You're, you're tired. Maybe you're annoyed. My wife and I go back and forth. You know, some years we're like, man, we're going to reach people for Jesus. And give them city lift cards, and give out a bunch of candy. We're going to give the best candy in the neighborhood so they know we're awesome. And other years, we're like, yeah, no, we quit on this thing, you know? And, and you know, there's always a raging debate, like, as a Christian, should we celebrate Halloween? And first of all, I would just say, well, we're called to celebrate Jesus, right? So I celebrate Jesus all year long, okay? That's the first thing I'd say. And secondly, there are not many times that the neighborhood gets together, and you can actually meet people, and it not be weird. And so I always try to leverage Halloween just to, like, meet people, be good to them, share them God's love. And so that's kind of my take on it. I mean, don't get 666 tattooed on your forehead, okay? But, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe use as an opportunity to reach people. That's my personal take on it. But when you don't want to get the door, what do you do, right? You let the door answer. This is my, my first point. When fear knocks, let faith answer the door. One thing I've learned in 20 years of following Jesus, I don't have to answer the door every time fear knocks. In fact, the closer I get to Jesus and and the, and the, 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 the edgier my faith gets, the less I answer the door when fear knocks. Every time fear and worry and stress knocks, guess what? You don't have to go running and answer the door. It's there. It's on the outside. It's knocking. But you don't have to open the door. Fear is a terrible tenant. They will come inside. They won't pay any rent. They'll wreck everything that's peaceful and in order, right? They'll mess up a peaceful, good, relaxing evening. Fear will just mess up the whole house, right? It'll be miserable to kick out. Sometimes, guys, it's okay to lift the shield of faith and say, I'm going to let the door get this one. I'm going to let the shield of faith answer the door to this one i don't have to open the door when fear knocks every single time i'm not passive about my life but i've learned to trust jesus i don't have to get the door every time in fact the bible tells me not to 365 times in god's word it says do not fear or be not afraid or some version of not fearing isn't that isn't that interesting Something about being separated from God, fear walks in. Something about being reconciled back to God, fear seems to get pushed back out. And God's saying, hey, we don't need this in our relationship and in our lives. Let's push this back out the door. Look at Second Timothy. I love this. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I like how it reads it in the Amplified. God did not give us a spirit of timidity, <clears throat> excuse me, or cowardice or fear. He's given us a spirit of power, love, sound judgment, personal discipline, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind, and self-control. Self-control. Wow. When fear knocks, let faith answer the door. You have a shield. Raise the shield of faith, trusting humbly in the power of God, raising the shield. You see, when I raise my shield of faith, that's what keeps me whole instead of in holes. You see, when arrows of worry and stress and anxiety are coming at me and I let all that hit me, man, I'm just in pieces. But when I can raise my shield of faith and say, Lord, it doesn't look good, but I trust you, there is a shield of faith. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Everybody looks a little glassy. You want to have a piece of candy real quick? But I think, I think this is good. We need to be reminded there's a shield of faith. Let the door answer. Second point I have, I brought my little Chewbacca mask here. Any Star Wars fans in the house this morning? Got a few, few Star Wars fans here. Um, it's okay to admit that. I know I'm a closet Jedi myself. And, uh, but, uh, but I love this Chewbacca mask. What's great about this Chewbacca mask is, is if you, if you kind of pull on the bottom here, it'll do a little little chewy noise. Yeah, I, I love it. My 8-year-old my son's kind of working on his own Chewbacca noise right now. It's great. He'll just growl at you. So here, here's my second point, is, is that fear will wear a mask. Fear will wear a mask. Haven't you noticed about fear, that, that fear will always take you to the scariest scenario, right? Stress will always take you to the worst case scenario. It'll take you to the worst position. It, it, will, it will wear a mask. It, it'll front something scary. When you have trick-or-treaters come to the door tonight, they're going to wear something scary because their cute seven-year-old face, right, it isn't enough. It's They're going to beef it up. They're going to put on a, a mask. Isn't it interesting that, that fear, when it hits our lives and comes at our lives, it's, it's trying to give us the scariest thing. You have a bad conversation with your boss and five minutes later you're like, I'm getting fired, right? You, like, you, we take it to the nth, nth degree, don't we? That, that's what fear does. I like what one preacher says. He says, fear is false evidence appearing real. Listen to this quote. I, I love this one. This is Michelle de Montaigne about 500 years ago. He said, my life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. Isn't that true? Fear will wear a mask. It'll it'll often put on a $500 mask and only have a five-pound muscle to back it up. In fact, they did a study. I I love this. This is a psychological study released in the Huff Post. What they found out of all the fears that we have and and run in our mind, that 85% of those fears never happen. And then out of the fears that did happen, another 12% were not nearly as bad as what the person feared they would be, and they were completely manageable. In other words, they, they didn't really, it, it never turned out to be that bad, and it was, it was really a fine issue. They could totally cover it. Which means only 3% of our fears ever even come to pass. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I believe that we serve a God who's big enough to take care of the 3%. Come on. That means you only need the power and the favor and the grace of God for 3% of your fears. That's another way to look at it. So often we convince ourselves this terrible thing's gonna happen, and only 3% of it ever does. How much time are we wasting in our minds looking at masks when there's just nothing behind it? I think one of the reasons God tells us not to fear. You know, not only can we not do anything about it, but, but we're looking at something that's just not true. How many of you know the Bible says that the truth will set you free? We can spend so much of our lives living in a fear-filled lie, and we're wasting a lot of our energy and resources. Look at Isaiah 41. I love this. God says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is saying you don't need that fear in your life. Not only is it fronting something, it's not, right? I am with you. My grace, my goodness, my power, my love, I'm I'm with you. I don't know what 3% that you'll face in your life, but I do know this, you are not called to face it alone. You have a God who is with you, who promised to be with you when you face it. Anything and everything. And again, isn't it interesting? Adam's separated from God. Here comes fear. But what happens when we reconcile with God? God's saying, don't be afraid. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't stress. I am with you. God takes personal responsibility for your life, like in a good way, not in a controlling way. But how many of you know I'm a dad of four? I take responsibility, right? I'm buying the Lunchables. I'm buying the clothes. I'm changing the diapers. I have responsibility for my kids. Guess what? You're God's kid. If you claim Jesus, you're God's kid. God's like, I'm taking responsibility for this life. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Dad has got this. I think sometimes that's hard for us. Some of us grew up in homes where we had very loving, very caring fathers. Some of us grew up in homes where we didn't know dad. And even the concept of a loving heavenly father is a big step of faith for some of us. But if I could just encourage your soul today, you have a father in heaven who's very aware of you, who loves you, who has power. Jesus said not even a sparrow falls without God noticing it. How much more valuable are you? And I think this morning, if I can increase the way you see yourself, if I can increase the way you see a loving Heavenly Father, if I can increase the way that that you have this relationship with God, fear will go running because you are in this deep relationship with God. In fact, the Bible says that developed love casts out all fear. That when I'm when I'm in love, I don't have to live in fear because I'm living in the love and the goodness of God. Are you all still with me? We need another piece of candy. I want to I want to help you this morning. You don't need that fear—it's probably wearing a mask anyway. Ninety-seven percent doesn't doesn't happen. Last point here—if you're taking notes, we'll spend the next few minutes on this one. Fear will talk. Fear will talk. Probably the most annoying thing about fear for me, like like a trick or treater, right? They're going to knock. They're going to wear a mask. They're going to—you're going to open the door, and they're going to say, "Trick or treat." Uh, several years ago, we took my daughter, who's now seven. We took her trick or treating, and she was maybe two or three, and. At that time, the, the candy that was above all candies were fruit snacks. She loved fruit snacks. She was pounding fruit snacks like you wouldn't believe. We used fruit snacks to, to potty train her. It was the power of fruit snacks that potty trained my daughter. Because I was like, if you go, we'll give you a fruit snack. And she would sit on the toilet for an hour you know, wanting a fruit snack. And so we took her trick-or-treating. I, and I even forget what she was dressed up like, probably a butterfly or mermaid or something. And she would knock on the door. And when they would open, she would say, trick-or-treat, and she couldn't say fruit snack, but she could get fruit snack out, okay? So just fruit snack. So she would knock on the door, and she'd go, trick-or-treat, fruit snack. And people were like, what did she say? And I'm like, she wants fruit snacks, you know? And it was so cute, I went home and bought her a whole bag of fruit snacks, you know, because I was like, I can't let you be disappointed. Like, she was threatening them with fruit snacks. She knew what she was after. But how many of you know, they're, you're going to open the door, and they're going to they're talk. Probably the most annoying thing to me about fear is that fear talks. And you could, you could be resting, you, you could be working, you, you could be with your spouse, you could be on a date, and all of a sudden, fear will just knock, right? It'll show up, it'll wear a mask, and fear will start talking. How are you going to solve this? How are you going to get through this? What are you going to do? You're no good here. You are going to be a little... And, and all of a sudden, the fear will just keep talking. It'll, it'll talk. You don't know what I'm talking about right here this morning. Like, like you, you, you could, we can relate you know what it's like when fear is talking and how miserable that is. Uh, I, I've got Charity in Orlando to come up here to help me with an illustration. So come on up here, my man. Um, I, w- I want to give you guys a real illustration here to help you see and, and what this dynamic could be like. Because I cannot stop fear from talking, but there is something that I, that I can do. So there are voices in our life like, like the Holy Spirit, God's Word, uh, great people around us, and, and they will say positive things about us, right? So Orlando today, because I love this guy, he's willing to say positive things about me. So if I hand him the mic, yeah, I'll go on. All right. You want. Positive stuff. How many? Don't think Three. too hard, right? Just one uh, right now. Just one? just one? I like your jacket, man. Thank That's actually hard. a nice jacket. He likes my jacket. I, l- I like this guy. I paid him to say that, okay? Um, but then fear will come, and Charity would never say this in real life about me, but that's an in interesting jacket there, Pastor Matt. Did, uh, did Audrey pick that out for you? Wow. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so taking a few shots here. Okay. So if I hand the mic back to Orlando. Different one? Yeah, different one. Uh, uh, geez, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're, you're a genuinely caring person. That's, that's, that's dope. Good. Genuinely caring person. All right. You didn't get enough sleep last night, did you? <laughs> The bags under my eyes are enough to. All right, one more time. See the last one. Ooh, you actually love being with your kids too. Like you're a good dad, great dad, great dad, living with the kids. Okay. You know the message today was a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's back to lack of sleep. Okay. Well. Okay. All right. Give it up for these guys that can sit down. All right. Now, I I can't control what's coming out of Orlando or Charity's mouth, but watch this. I decide who gets the microphone. At your house, you control the remote, don't you? I would never come to another man's house and just take his remote. Right? Like like you control the remote, but watch this in your mind, you control the mic. You control the microphone. You can't stop fear from talking, right? But guess what? God's word is also talking. The Holy Spirit's also talking. I decide who gets The microphone, who gets my attention and what am I going to amplify in my life? The the believers that sit here and just amplify the voice of fear all day long. And I feel bad for some of them because they typically just seem to go from disaster to disaster. You ever know somebody that lives like that, like they just live from one emergency to the next emergency? Because fear, they're amplifying the voice of fear in their life. And something that really is, is nothing but a molehill, they've turned into a mountain because fear has the mic in their life. And others, they can go through something challenging, but they've just refused to give the microphone to fear. And they're like, this is what God's word says. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. God said it's going to be okay. So I'm going to trust them. And I'm just, I'm leaning this way. And so, my final question to you this morning is who has the microphone in your life? Who have you handed the mic over? Is it to the voice of fear and worry? Or, or is it to God's word and, and the Holy Spirit and His grace in your life? Who's, who's, whose voice is being amplified in your soul? And, and I can't go into your soul and take the mic from you and decide who gets that, right? But I, I can challenge you and tell you where that microphone needs to go. Everybody's mind is their garden to tend to, right? Everybody's, everybody's mind is a garden, and it's either overran with weeds of fear and worry, or, or it's full of the promises of... Of God, But you can't get a mind that bears fruit, according to God's word, without coming in here, planting the right things, amplifying the right things, and then come on, somebody pulling the wrong weeds. I've got a couple flower beds, and, I, and it's in South Florida, and it's grow season. I'm pulling weeds all the time. And, and how many of you know that a weed is easier to pull when it's little than when it's big? When, when do you deal with fear? Right away. I, I, I live by a 90-second rule. If I have a, a problem that comes up to me, and I think about it for 90 seconds, and I don't have the answer, that means right now I don't know, and so let me go do something else, because there's no point in me worrying about it right now. I just don't have the answer. I'll reach out. I'll read a book. I'll talk to somebody. I'll get a mentor. I'll reach out for help, but if I don't know it in 90 seconds, there's a good chance I just don't know it right now, and I'll just get back to it later. You know, when COVID was busting up, and we were going through everything, what are we gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> 90 seconds. <laughs> let's, let's, let's play another week, you know. Let's see what happens next week. Surprise. Like, and sometimes, how many of you know that sometimes in life you just have to play it by faith? There's a lot of things in your life you're not going to have the answer to. You just got to trust God and go another week. And God's brought you this far. Come on, can we just give it up for Jesus? Come on, guys, who's faithfully brought us this far. All the things in your life. Here you are on a Sunday still worshiping Jesus. in October is Halloween. And we're turning it up. It's like, this is it. We're, we're trusting him little by little, day by day. A few questions I'd like to leave you with this morning and we'll have Kati come up for some closing announcements. Uh, Number one, and if you're taking notes, write write this down. Blessed are the note-takers, they will inherit eternal life. Um, That's not in the Bible, okay? (laughs) Number one, what is it you're afraid of? Just be honest with yourself. What what, what am I afraid of right now? What am I fearing? Where where have I given worry the microphone? What am I afraid of? Number two, go home and Google this, right? Like, or or read your Bible. What does God say about it? What what does God say about? If you're afraid of being alone, what does God say about loneliness? Right? He said, You're never alone, right? So what does God say about it? Number three, have you brought it to him in prayer? This 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 seems so simple. This I could teach this in, in Sunday school class, but we forget to do this as adults. Jesus said, Guess what? I want your burden. Because if you follow me, man, my yoke is light. it's easy, right? I, I want the thing that's troubling you because I care about you, and if you care it, it'll crush you. But if you lift up your shield of faith and you let me handle this, I'll do something for you that you could never see coming anyway. God's got this. There have been times in my life where my like, God, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to give it to you, and I'm going to trust you with the result. Amen? So have you brought it to him, and have you truly laid it at his feet? What we often do as adults, we lay it at his feet on a Sunday, and by Tuesday we pick it back up again. Can I challenge you to lay it at his feet this Sunday and let a whole week go by? Come on, somebody. Don't pick it up again. Trust him with it. Watch him work behind your back, right? He can do something you have never, never see coming. What you're afraid of, what does God say about it? Have you brought it to him, amen? Let me pray for you really quick. Thank you, guys. Today Today was awesome. Heavenly Father, we we're just so... Excited to be here, God, just to worship your presence and your word. And, Lord, fear is a reality for all of us. We all battle with fears. We, we're all getting through fears. And yet your word tells us not to fear, but that we can trust you. And so, Father, today we all choose to lay down the fears that we have, and we choose to trust Jesus. God, thank you that you're releasing your power and your grace on our lives, our, our marriages, our families, our, our friendships, our careers, God, you are a good God, and, Lord, you are faithful. And God, by the end of our lives, may we just have the testimony and we can shout everything I've gone through, but God has remained faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. One more time. Give it up for Jesus. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.